Boys, ready? trunks a little bit. What do you think, Chi-Chi? The nose, yes. The eyes, no. He's got fabulous energy. Does it matter who he looks like? But he does have Goten's hair. Excellent. 30 minutes from now, we'll try the fusion again. Only this time, you'll be Super Saiyans. Uh, uh, uh. We're not doing this as Super Saiyans. What? There's no need for it. We're strong enough as it is. You little... How dare you? This is a team effort, got it? That's a call that we all have to agree on, and I don't agree. It makes no sense to confront Boo unless you're at your absolute maximum. Understand me? Huh? Yes. But you don't. Look, you're scared. But Boo is nothing. I will bring him back. Dead. <gasps> See ya. Wait, no, come back. Don't have a heart attack. He's not listening. Oh, good. He's close. 30 minutes should be plenty of time. All right. This is going to be fun. Now that's fast. Whoa. Darn it. If he gets killed now, all of our efforts were for nothing. Yeah, you're right. He's reckless for sure. But I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if he beat Majin Buu. Me either. I bet you that little guy tears Buu up. If we're lucky. But what if he doesn't? And we are back. Um, the last time we left off, the boys were just about to perform the fusion technique for real, Zio. So um, we, we cut back to the lookout tower where Yamcha informs all the supporting characters that, that, that Goten Trunks are about to fuse. And as the mothers and Krillin and Roshi are all uh, wondering, oh, what's he going to look like? What do, what do we call him? Like, you know, what's he, you know, whose son will he be? Like, you know, how's this going to turn out? Uh, we see Piccolo uh, uh, order Goten and Trunks to fuse. So we see them commit the fusion dance, fusion. And at the last second, Goten... Uh, Oh, no, it's actually Trunks. He points his fingers out in a way which doesn't jive with the usual dance. So when they fuse and say ha, uh, they are greeted by a flash of light, and then it's, ta-da, a, uh, a porky fat kid. <laughs> with Yajirobe a as a child. Pretty much, with a, a, a double chin, you know, big cheeks, and a big gut. So, uh, everyone's kind of shocked, and Chi-Chi's like, you know, he, he doesn't even have a face that a mother could love. <laughs> and, um, Colonel's like, this, this is what Goku's been bragging about the entire time? 
And then Yamcha's like, oh, I get it! A fatso for a fatso! Oh, look! Alright, he's, he's starting to jog! Speed test! Alright, let's see how he, what he has. And, um, this fusion creature can't even run a couple of blocks before he just bursting out into gasp for air. So, Piccolo is like, you know, I understand. Uh, one of you committed the, the, the finger movement incorrectly. We need to have you unfuse and, you know, do it again. And, um, the, the, the fusion creature, we don't know what his name is yet, oh, uh, he says, I don't know how to unfuse, so they need to wait 30 minutes. And, um, Chi-Chi and Bulma asks, so what do we call you? He says, oh, call me Gotenks, so the, th the thing's name is Gotenks, would you believe? Made from Trunks and Goten. I, I just about see how that works, but I don't know. Because <laughs> then, then a bit, we call him Chonten or Gotenks. So, um, it kind of works, like, I, I get where the T comes in, but yeah, it's a little... It doesn't. It's not a literal like translation, which I kind of like that it's not just you know, go trunks. Yeah, which I've heard people mis incorrectly call the character that, but it's it's go tanks. I don't know why they get go, go trunks. <laughs> that's, that's not just like a, that's not just like a butchering of the translation. That's like what he's named, right? No, yeah, no, no, it's, it's yeah. The character's name is Go Tanks. There's there's no mistranslation. Um, so uh, thirty minutes later, they split. And um, apparently they don't they don't remember uh, what it's like to be fused. So Piccolo tells them that they need to do it again correctly this time. Uh, the next time they create the finger movements correctly, but when their fingers touch to fuse, they are slightly out of place. And uh, another blinding light flashes everyone. And Gotenks is now a skinny, malnourished, old-looking fellow. So they they failed again. So this time they need to get it right. He's so weak that he starts coughing and gassing for air. It's actually kind of pathetic. So yeah, now this is interesting after seeing Battle of Gods, where he makes an appearance because I, yeah, okay. Go this ahead. was playing with my expectations because I, I, you know, I had seen him once before, so I was like, okay, yeah. And then for him to show up portly, I was like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, I guess that's just a failure. Then he shows up again, old. I'm like, what is going on? This is awesome. Yeah, it's sort of almost like like really teasing the uh, dragging out and te teasing the expectations. So um, yeah, and it, and it works interestingly enough. Like you know, with my being spoiled, it still plays my expectations. Like yeah, and just I guess in a, a different light retrospectively. Yeah, one thing I'll step in here that that is good is that like he he doesn't waste time with like a a whole episode dedicated to like waiting for thirty minutes. They like they just kind of cut time and they show like you know them trying it again and again and again. So, after the fat Gotenks and the skinny Gotenks, Goten and Trunks finally fuse and perfect the form, and out comes Gotenks, the fusion of Goten and Trunks. I think now is where I'll describe the character. He is characterized physically. Uh, he's a bit taller than Goten and Trunks, while still looking young. He has baggy pants, um, wrappings around his, uh, his legs, and um, armbands. He's wearing, this is interesting, he's wearing like a black and yellow uh, vest. And um, uh, wrappings around his midsection, so he's a, he's a very kind of like like um, he's a, it's, it's an interesting design I think. It's very kind of I don't say regal, but like kind of a he's not wearing regular clothes, but he does look like a martial artist. Kind of cool. And his yeah, hair, he uh, go ahead. No, well, his, his hair is spiky, uh, but it's, it's black and spiky, but like the sides are purple. Which <laughs> I wonder where that came from. But go ahead, what were you saying? Yeah, he he kind of has the uh, like the back of it's purple, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm trying to look at the images of him from the back. Uh, parts of it's parts of it are purples, and let's say the back. Why not? Because yeah, because it looks like yeah, basically like where goat where trunks kind of has like a bowl cut, 
everything underneath the part of the hair that flips down looks purple. Like yes, you like you see you see chicks doing it or they'll dye like the back of their hair. It, it reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty years later, it is kind of like that. That was like just the first thing I flashed to. I was like, oh yeah, he has like two tone hair. That's pretty cool. But uh, this design kind of hit something home with me here. You have his his costume here with the baggy pants and like the little vest. You've got Boo's costume, which also has baggy pants and a yeah. vest. Uh huh. You've got the Kai's baggy pants once again. Like, oh yeah. There seems to be like this theme of, or I guess like yeah. The theme of, of dressing the characters in this uh, saga in like the baggy pants, which to me looks very Middle Eastern, Arabian, yeah, kinda, yeah. like a genie, you know, genie almost. Like that just seems like to be the prevailing theme here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a visual mode that Toriyama is currently in. Like, like there's no more battle. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's intentional or not, because you know the Saiyan outfits we saw previously, they were very tight fitting, very armored up. You know, that's, that was the last thing we saw Future Trunks in, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they're 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 baggy, you know. Goku's default outfit is baggy to an extent, but not as much as these always seem to be. And that's one thing I've always noticed from Toriyama. Like, even when I was a kid, like Toriyama's art style, he's really really good with like clothes and folds. So like you ha- you have the ca- like characters like oh like when the clothes are baggy, you they don't they don't, they don't look ill fitting, but you can tell that like they, of the kind of fabric they're wearing and how much room they have to kind of move around their clothes. Which I think is always, yeah, always it's, it's a very good artistic touch. Yeah, that it, it doesn't come off as just like, oh, this guy's wearing clothes that are too big. It's like, no, they're designed that way, and you can get the idea of what kind of, like I said, yeah, just to extrapolate where you know where they kind of their influences are is shows how good an artist and design they have. Yeah, I, I agree absolutely. Um, so Go takes his form, and he has incredible power. Master Roshi can feel it, and apparently Videl can feel it. But Chichi and Bomber are like, oh, how, how can you tell? He does look tougher though. So um, Piccolo says, "Well, at last, now you'll try it the next time as Super Saiyans." But then Gotenks opens his mouth. <laughs> let me see. Let, let me see this works. Uh, 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 what do you take us for? We're enough to defeat Boo. We're strong enough already. Okay, he has a kind of like a double thing with his voice, where you hear both Goten and Trunks' voices, voices in the voice. So it's them. It's the voice actors saying the dialogue at the same time, and that's that works as Gotenks' voice, which I think is kind of cool. Um, Piccolo yells at him, saying, You fool! You know nothing of Boo! Are you listening to me? And Gotenks is like, Yeah, huh? But you're not listening to me, and I'm going to prove it. I will bring Boo back to you, dead. So he flies off, <laughs> looking really, really cocky. Um, Piccolo's like, You know, if he dies, this is, we're all screwed. And Krillin says, But maybe he can pull it off. I mean, he is very powerful. <laughs> um, what are they basing that on? Just how he looks and like his power level? Like... He, he's he's strong, but then, I don't I don't think they I don't I honestly don't think that like the, the way that it's written I don't think that that's that's we're given a measure as like what the top level his power is I mean he's in base form and everything, um, and um, uh, I'll, we'll, we'll get into it later on but like according to the manga, uh, he flies off flies back and he's all busted up and all and all you know injured saying ah he's a little stronger than I thought, <laughs> which will elaborate long because the anime actually shows the fight, um. And uh, Piccolo says, "That's it. Listen to me. You will fight Boo tomorrow. Today, you train. Until then, all I hear is fuses out of you. You got that, Trunkton?" And P- Mr. Pope was like, "Oh, his name is Gotenks. His name is Mud, as far as I care." <laughs> so, uh, that's that's uh, our Gotenks. That's our hero for the series. Um, 
<laughs> we cut to uh, the rest of the decimation of the planet, and Majin Buu has wiped out 80% of the world. There's like, I think the animator says, there's one-fifth of the populace still left. But never fear, because the world's greatest champion, the winner of the world's martial arts tournament, and the one who defeated Cell has finally arrived! Mr. Satan is arrived! Hooray! So... Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> So, Mr. Satan arrives, uh, I say arrives, he flies out with some men towards uh, Boo's secret headquarters, that freaky-looking house of his. <laughs> so, oh, that's Boo's place, huh? So, he uh, comes out with his cape and a bag. He throws the, be- the, the belt and cape away, and um, yells, he quote-unquote yells, saying, Hey, Boo, come out, come out, you coward! And one of his servants says, you know, oh, do you have a sore throat? I can do it for you. Hey, Boo, get out of here! Mr. Satan's coming to kill you! You idiot! He'll hear you! So, um, his men fly off, and uh, Mr. Satan kind of sneaks over there, uh, hiding behind a bush that he found. <laughs> this is where the hide is. Scooby-Doo style. So, um... Next solid snake here. So he uh, he he uh, tries to get Boo's attention. He realizes that, that that Boo is not there, and he says, "Ha! He's out here! Ha ha ha!" He starts attacking the house and farts on it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then then um, he hears a noise and then maybe starts begging for forgiveness. <laughs> I'm sorry, Master <laughs> Boo. Please forgive me. But then realizes that it's just a lizard. So he yells at the lizard, tries to stop. He's like, "What's wrong, lizard? Do you think I, Mister Satan, am afraid of Boo?" And then he hears, <laughs> And Boo is there. And Mr. Satan like, keeps from crapping himself. So um, Boo kind of like, like, like looks at him and says, What kind of candy do you want to be? Lollipop, cookie, or gummy? These voices are killing me. Uh, what? No! <laughs> so uh, Mr. Satan says that he brings him a present. Uh, gourmet chocolate. Very expensive and very tasty. So um, Boo sniffs it and puts it in his mouth, and then Satan thinks, "The fool! I'll lace that that uh that chocolate with cyanide poison. He'll be dead any second now." But then Boo says, "That tastes good." So he just gobbles it all up. <laughs> so, so Mister says, "Oh, I have I have another present for you, a video game." So he gives him a, a, a copyright friendly Game Boy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so uh, he barely, gives him, just barely. That thing was. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's titled Game Poi with a P. Yeah. Okay, they were really skirting the line there. <laughs> so, uh, so Boo starts to play and actually sucks at it. <laughs> so, oh, let me give you another game. because he's getting mad. So, um, he gives him another game, which is kind of like a Pac-Man kind of, or Tetris kind of thing. And Mr. Satan, as, as Boo is distracted, he runs away, presses a button, and the Game Boy explodes! So Boo is destroyed! Ah, no, he's not. Then actually says, ah, I like that part when it, when it exploded. He thought it was kind of fun. So Boo says, of course. You're funny. You're my friend now. You're my servant. Oh, why, thank you. So uh, to celebrate uh, Boo's newfound friend, Boo pulls out of his pants human candy. <laughs> and <laughs> I love this part. <laughs> he offers now, it to Richard Satan. Now be clear when you say pulls out of his pants. Yeah, not, not his pocket. He pulls them out of his crotch. Like, I know. Like, like he pulls a reverse Al Bundy, like really. Exactly. Like, like he he puts his hand down his crotch, yanks out some candy, and and hands it to Mr. Satan, and and he, he tells him these are made out of people <laughs> with a special ingredient. So Mr. Satan, mmm, I love some, mmm, delicious, sweet and rich in flavor, just like my mom used to make. Oh look, what's over there? So he he describes Boo, and then he spits them out. 
He's like, oh my god, Jesus Christ, what the... <laughs> so, um, Boo's like, what's that? Oh, it was nothing. It was that over there! And when Boo's attracted again, he tries to punch him, but it has no effect. And Boo says, oh, whatever it is, I'll blast it! And he just kind of shoots an energy blast. So, um, Summer says, oh, good job, Boo, whatever it was, you're the greatest! So, uh, he, um, says, I have an idea, let's take a selfie! So he takes out a, a, a Kodak picture and puts it on a stand. He says, oh, it's all the rage for people to take pictures like this. So he tells Boo to get on the ground, face face down, with hands in front of him, and takes a, a, a victorious pose. And and it looks like uh, Satan actually defeated Majin Boo. So he says, if nothing else, this picture will serve me well, at least. So, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. So he, um, so he so he gives Boo a bath. He cooks him dinner, like you know. He he gives him a massage. He kisses his ass. He sucks his dick. No, he doesn't do that. But he says, "Almost." Don't get cocky, fat boy. Just wait. I'll kick your butt. Don't underestimate me. So um, we cut back to the planet of the Kai's, where uh, we see uh, the old Kai falling asleep as Gohan yells at him, "Hey, wake up! I, I, I'm I'm not asleep." It may look that I'm sleeping to you, but I'm really meditating. So go, poor Gohan feels more more and more helpless. Back at the lookout, uh, Goten and Trunks become Super Saiyans, and they fuse, uh, performing a perfect fusion this time, and they form Super Saiyan Gotenks, who's even more powerful. Piccolo says, okay, now your energy's impressive, but, we, but show me what you can do, and no tricks this time. And then Gotenks says, are you sure you want to show... To me to do it here, I might destroy everything around me. I'm too powerful. Let's put my energy to the test. So he flies away, and Piccolo says, "Damn it!" And Krillin says, "He's even stronger, but he has the same stupid attitude." So, uh, Gotenks flies and flies and flies and flies several several times around the planet itself. So he is actually very very powerful and very fast. After a while, uh, Piccolo arrives to where he is at a, sort of a, a, your basic DBZ land, landmark. He says, "It's about time you showed up." I circled the globe a few times, and I even took a nap. Stop wasting your power. No, 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 no more tests. This time, I give, I give Boo a rematch, and this time, I'm going to win. And so he flies off, and Piccolo says, The fool. He has less than a minute left before the fusion wears off. So, somehow Gotenks knows exactly where Boo's house is, and <laughs> flies right in front of it, and points it and says, Hey, Boo, it's me, and this time, I'm ready. At that moment, Goten and Trunks... Uh, go back to normal. The flu- fusions worn off, and both of them were kind of like like left staring and pointing at the house, not knowing how they got there. So they're like, uh, oops. And then Boo says, "Who's oh, interrupting Boo's reading time?" <laughs> and they fly away. <laughs> and um, Mr. Saint says, "Oh, see, it was just your imagination. No one would dare challenge you, Majin Boo." <laughs> And that, I think, is where we'll leave off because it's getting crazy up in this piece. <laughs> we have a, it's, it's a big uh, seat change from here to the next bit. So uh, let's talk about what has happened from uh, here going back towards the very beginning of the, of the fusion. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Satan and Boo's voices really wear out my throat. So, Jesse, you take the Mac for a while. What were you thinking? Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> I kind of touched on, you know, my thoughts towards Gotenks first appearing. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed, you know, his appearance. I really enjoyed how we kind of played with the expectations of it. There was a, enough build up, but it wasn't, you know, overdone. Like you said, it wasn't dragged out for thirty minutes. We're you know, waiting for Fat Gotenks to disappear. Right. He does seem 
Now, maybe this is just this fusion makes him more Saiyan, but he seems more much more akin to Trunks' personality, his tendency towards cockiness, his tendency to be like his father Vegeta, versus Go Goten. uh, Goten's more passive, I guess, younger personality because he's very cocky, he's very sure of himself, and honestly overconfident, uh, as you can tell with him getting his butt whooped by Majin Buu. So I thought that was an interesting character beat to kind of to kind of play with the character being much more stronger, but also kind of having a disadvantage of that also. Now, go with me here because he uh, here's my first thought when he appears. I was like, man, he, it's as if Piccolo acquired a Pokemon that he was too strong to to train. <laughs> he doesn't want to listen to any of his commands. Like Charmeleon. <laughs> exactly. I was like, man, he's the Charmeleon of the group. <laughs> Sweet. Like so, you you know, like yeah, you, they're, so they're kind of at a standstill right here, getting getting him under control, and getting because you know I like that they didn't necessarily just rush directly into him confronting Boo and trying to save the day. It's like okay, they managed the fusion. Now they got to get it under control. Yeah, they got to get him under control. They got to start training him, or or you know, get allowing him to get Super Saiyan because he decides I don't need that. Yeah, idiot. Yeah, and also like like it's what I think what I like about this is that it's a completely different person. This is a new character. This isn't like you know, um, like a robot that's like like fueled by. It's not like Pacific Rim where like Goten and Trunks are controlling him. It's a it's a new being, which I think is cool. And he's a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, he's a big douche. Yeah, uh, you know we do get some forward momentum, you know, quote unquote, with the Gohan subplot. But you know, like we were saying earlier, uh, it's just it's it's boring. And yeah, and uh, what's funny is like the way it's set up is it knows it's boring. So it's almost like you know them telling the audience, "Hey, we're still here, you know, just just in case." Like Go Goku's sleeping, <laughs> yeah, Gohan saying like, "Oh man, I'm bored," you know. And it's like you're like, "Oh yeah," and then the, the, the old guy who's even doing it falls asleep doing it. Why should we care? Yeah, it's like at this point, it's literally like, "Okay, yeah, we don't have anything better to do with the characters, so just hold off now until until Goku's needed again." You know, another way I can kind of compare it is like, remember when in the Namek arc when Goku was like in the healing tank and he would sense what's going on, but like, you know, he had to heal up, so we had, we had to buy his time and wait for him to get out. That at least kept things like, you know, up to date, whereas like, you know, they have no idea what's going on on Earth yet, so they're kind of just sit- sitting around. That's another thing that's like comparing it too negatively to other things that have gone on. And let's see what else happens. So the big stuff that happens in these episodes is. Uh, Mr. Mr. Satan and Majin Buu's shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, now I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it right here. I legitimately liked this this these episodes because of that. I liked Mr. Satan's involvement in these episodes. Now that's a far cry from his appearances before because I didn't mind the character. I find him interesting, but he has kind of gotten more and more important as the series goes along. Yeah, I warned you about that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you know, and that that I remembered you talking about that when I was watching these. But it, you know, it honestly it works for me it's because a lot of the humor works. You know, yeah, he, he's eating people cookies for some ungodly reason. Boo keeps them in his crotch. <laughs> I, I I I I actually agree with you. I'm gonna let you have the four. But I really I, I honestly crack up. When he gives him the people food out of his pants, and like he, tr- oh yeah, they're so good, Mm-mm-mm. just like my mom used to make. What's that? And he spits them out. That that cracks me up. That makes me laugh. I find that hilarious. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, because my first thought was he's gonna eat these. Ugh. 
But she, uh, you know, I, I think while this is played for humor, you know, it does say a lot towards his character. And, you know, like we were saying earlier, with him actually being strong, and we'll touch on that later. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, a decent, a, a hero and a decent guy. Yeah, he's completely arrogant and full of himself. But, you know, to an extent, he has a right to be in that he is, you know, the quote-unquote champion of the world or whatever he is. But, uh, you know, like he does do the right thing here. He, he's trying to go about it as, as well as he can, knowing that he's outmatched. He's trying to poison and backstab and <laughs> kill Boo any instance he has, but he's trying to save the world. He's, he's, he's giving it a, a college try. He's not, like, running away. He's legitimately trying to, get, to take Boo down. But he's not doing it in, like, you know, a way which his fans might predict. <laughs> it's, now, it's, it's, it's very Wile Coyote. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that this is indicative of what came before with him assisting, uh, what was it, Android 16 with the, def- or quote unquote, the defeat of Cell? Um, even then, well, like, how I compare the two? Well, because, you know, he had a small part to play there. And yes. He was very much scared of that. But do you think that, and I'm just, you know, completely spitballing here, do you think that his involvement in that actually, you know, quote unquote, mattering and doing something good? influenced him or could have influenced him to take a stand against Majin Buu whereas before he would have been completely you know too too chicken um it's possible I never ever thought about that I never made that connection um I'm not even sure that he realized how that changed go on and stuff like that but it's, it is you can infer um I just like the fact that he poisoned candy at him um it, it, I mean like you know I think that I feel that like he found himself in this situation it sucks but he's gonna try to make the best of it kind of one thing I should mention is that, like, um, the uh, the whole him triggering the uh, video game to blow up, that's actually a super move in one of the video games. Like, you know, like, you can g- give your character a video game, your ki- like, your, your opponent the video game, your opponent will play the video game, he sinks away and blows it up, and that will do damage. That is awesome. <laughs> which, I, which, I, which I really, really, really like. But, um, no, you uh, continue with what your thoughts, and I'll, and I'll come back with it later. Yeah, like, I, I just get the idea that him going out, I was really surprised when he appears at Boo's doorstep to stop him, you know, and granted, it's, you know, the way the way that he does, but still that he confronts it rather than, uh, I gotta go train, you know, like. Yeah, a stomachache or whatever, yeah. Yeah, like, it seems like something has changed in the character, you know, or that, that he, it seems, almost seems out of character or a progression of the character for him to do that. It's really interesting, and I'll come back to this later, because, like, uh, well, for, one, for one thing, because I, I kind of paused when you were going through your thing. I actually agree with you, <laughs> and, and I am liking a lot Mr. Satan's involvement in this arc, um, because I remember he had something to do with, but I don't, <coughs> this, these, these last few episodes that we're going to talk about, I didn't remember too well, I remember he had something, I remember he was important to them, and when he showed up, I was like, oh yeah, oh Christ, just him again, we have to deal with his hijinks, but then, I was watching, it's like, I was, this is really funny, this is legitimately uh, entertaining and, and hilarious, and like honestly, him and Boo make a great comedic team. They were really awesome characters, kind of kind of bounce off with each other, like you know, Satan trying to stay alive, and Boo being legitimately dumb. And that's another thing too. Like barring the idea that like you know everyone's afraid of Boo and stuff like that, Boo, Mister Satan, doesn't really an idea of what Boo's personality is before he meets him. So he went in thinking that like the whole uh, poison candy and video game was actually going to work. <laughs> Like, if he tried that with Cell, Cell wouldn't even give it the moment's time, but, like, I like the idea that, like, he brought a raging video game. <laughs> I find it hilarious. It's like, yeah, he had, he had, like, the full Acme catalog. Exactly! <laughs> now, what is it that Wiley Coyote brought that one time? 
this and this. Uh, but this is like, I mean, this this is this is hilarious. Uh, just, uh, I just like booze naivete and like you know enjoying the, the poison candy and offering him the people, and like, it's 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 really funny and like um, Mister Satan cooking him food and giving him a rub down in the bath. And yeah, like, no, no, yeah, him. Why don't you join me? Oh well, yeah, it has been a while since I had a bath. <laughs> like, what? Now, in this, uh, now from an artistic standpoint, in these episodes, Mister mm-hmm. Satan looks smaller, like visibly smaller than he has prior. Good catch. Good now, catch. Now, I don't know if that's to just like artistic license to illustrate how big and more imposing Boo would be, or if he's supposed to have been like displayed as older because I know it's been like seven years since the cell saga. Mm-hmm. But during the tournament earlier, he didn't he didn't look that much smaller. Like he looked the same size. Now, also his head looks proportionally larger, which I know is a comedic thing, particularly over in Japan. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the difference is there, or if there even is one. There is, there is. And this this is it's it's. I'm actually impressed that you caught that because like it's noticeable, but like a lot of people don't tend to mention that in the manga. This this is near the end of Dragon Ball Z. You know, Toriyama's been doing this manga. For, since 1984, um, the series has been on since 1986, I think, uh, the animated series. Like um, he's been doing this for a long time. So you know, you know, you know, any comic book fan will, will, will any comic book fan worth of salt will recognize when an art style and an artist changes. Um, his art style has not changed dramatically, but by this time, his his art style is where the characters are looking a lot smaller. Like generally, like, like your average person will look like a midget. Like, you know, with a big head and a small body, that's disproportionate of the rest of their, their, their body parts. Toriyama's done that a lot. In fact, like, um, in um, his artwork now, that's pretty much how he draws. Like, he draws people, like, you know, kind of disproportionate with their body, kind of a lot more cartoony. Mr. Say, like, his, his hair's a little smaller, but, like, his body is a little shrunken down. Like, that's that's kind of how how uh, he is legitimately drawn in the manga. That's how they're done. So I, I can only imagine that the animation style just tried to, to match the, the slight alterations to his style. But I'm, I'm pretty mm, personally okay. that, you, that you caught that, because it is legitimately what's happening with the artwork. Like, like, okay, like now. In looking, in look, I'm look, looking at some of the panels. Him and Boo are the same the same height in some of these panels. That's how, that's how messed up it is. That's, that's how sort of, like, shrimpy the artwork does look. Which is weird. Because, I mean, before he was shown to have been, like, a, a pretty tall fella. Like, not quite Ox King size, but, like, yeah, a, a tall, big, like, big than characters. Yeah, big, especially in the, in the Cell games, yeah, he was, he was a tall guy. And then even even later on in the episode, he there's a few panels, or I guess a few panels, a few a few scenes where he, he goes back to, or seemingly goes back to that height. So they, they, they do play with it a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it, I, think, I don't think it's inconsistent animation. I think it's just like Toriyama who is inconsistent with his artwork. I mean, the characters still look like themselves, but the height's different. Right? Yeah. And like, because also because this is a lot, a lot of it's his comedy. Whenever he's drawing comedic scenes, he tends to take the artwork less. I don't say less seriously, but like the comedy, the artwork reflects the comedy. Where so the characters will look a bit more exaggerated, a bit more freakish, and a bit more shrimpy. And just basically, that's that's him kind of you know writing and illustrating the scene in terms of the tone. Yeah, which I think is a very unique, uniquely Japanese thing. Mm-hmm. Change, you know, changing the art style to fit the mode, which I don't mind. I like, like I like when when I'm in that mode to see that. Like if that were to happen, you know, I don't know, in some cartoon where I'm not expecting it, it would be like really off-putting. But like if that helps tell the story, I don't mind. 
we talked about this in Salem in our Salem Moon episode. <laughs> I hope people know what we're talking about when we refer to that. But like, um, like they would do the whole like. New ad- listeners are like what? <laughs> uh, April twenty fourteen, but uh, uh, when like they would do the whole like exaggerated anime, like you know, kind of thing, where like you know she would get mad and like, she would like, turn into fire and stuff like that. Like, that kind of like Japanese style. Like this is a, this is a variation on that where Torma just like you know has the characters like look just just smaller. I mean like. Literally, from one panel to another, Boo and Satan's sizes change depending on the tone of the scene, and I don't really mind it at all because it doesn't greatly affect the anime or or even the manga. Yeah. But like, it is it's certainly noticeable. <clears throat> you know, as humorous as I've said that Satan has been in these episodes, and as much as I liked him later on, I I actually start to like him as a character because he he does do some things that. I think grows him as a character, and it's it's just really unexpected to see, you know, this is pretty much a throwaway character, who I had no idea was going to be this big a deal when he was introduced. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I I I, I think it pretty much said off the top of the when we when he first appeared, we're not we're not going to be rid of this guy, but having seen him now, I, I, like just generally speaking, not not getting into too much detail later on in the episodes, but like generally speaking, how do you feel that like this minor character who was com- comedy relief? Uh, first and foremost, how do you feel about him growing into more of a focused character in the series? Uh, I've liked it, and I thought it's it was it's pretty unique where he's came from and you know and his development into what he's what he's kind of going towards. Mm-hmm. And I also think I think it's really good that a a character can be introduced that late into the show, or as late in the show as he was, and slowly and fairly organically be made to be more important. You know, with the introduction of Adele and yeah, over the introduction of Adele, and then. Yeah, just the way he's played more into the, the plots and because I think before he's he's been a plot point or a, a background character without actually getting more characterization. I think he's just now starting too. So I'm I'm pretty happy with where it's going and I I'm really surprised at how much I've enjoyed the character. Mm-hmm. And I am too, but you must like, I think the earlier earlier emails like, you know, oh, is there anything that like you didn't like that you like now? I mean I think that like Mr. Satan, he was always a very hit or miss character for me, but like all the bits with Boo here, I'm loving because like they are funny, and you know they they later on provide some drama. I think in the beginning of the Boo saga, he was kind of like a he was a character left over from the Cell Games, which I think Terma said, "Oh, I can use this character to introduce another character with a daughter," and he was kind of like you know made to build up Videl a bit. But now that Videl's been doomed to the the role of background character, <laughs> like uh, I know what man that that's that's a disappointment right there so far. Yeah, that I don't like because like uh, she was such a bright and shining moment for this for the series because he was a great character and she had ties to Gohan and like you know she was seemed to be the focus but now like now that like she's been basically stuck with with Master Roshi and the others <laughs> she's yeah doomed. she's been relegated to Yamcha status <laughs> uh, that's, that's a damn shame but so it's so, part of the Wi-Fi <laughs> <laughs> why are they there <laughs> Well, it's, it's yeah, because like well, I was saying, why? Because of Yamcha. <laughs> well, it's it's like um, here's the question. Like, okay, so we went from having Videl as a pretty major character, or this uh, focused character, to having her father and her being in the background. Do you think that the trade off is worth it, or do you think that like, or do you wish that it ended up differently? I don't know if it's worth it, but I don't, I don't think they have to be exclusive. Like I, th- okay, I think yeah. they could have. I would have rather them cut more involving the uh, the Z Sword fiasco and even some of the maybe some of the 
Gotenks stuff in favor of adding more back with Videl or or just giving giving her something giving honestly like that whole group of characters more to do because I think I think you've got characters like eighteen and Krillin. Bulma or I was gonna say Bulma and oh crap I forgot Gohan's mom's name uh, Chi Chi yeah Chi yeah yeah Bulma and Chi Chi who while they're not really doing anything they're still con- you know talking to their sons they're still there and you still get reaction shots from them so there's still a presence but yeah characters like Krillin. Uh, 18 Roshi are literally sitting down playing cards like they're they're inconsequential to the plot yeah in a way that's a real shame at least Tien knew to you know bow out when he wasn't (laughs) needed (laughs) I would would hate to see Tien be with these people and not do anything that would be so out of character (laughs) you know on one hand yeah like it it would make sense that Krillin would be there and that he would at least offer to be there because he's shown to be very brave and you know want to be part of the group even if he can't contribute directly but yeah, Videl is a wasted, you know, a wasted re- character right now. Particularly because I mean, Dragon Ball doesn't have that prominent female. Bulma's probably the most prominent female, mm-hmm. and while she's, I think she's, you know, a strong female in that she's independent, you know, and yeah. and has her youth. She's very, you know, she's very handy with machines and, and creating stuff. She's not a fighter, so she isn't in on the majority of the action. Videl is, and she could, she could be more into the into the actual fray. I agree. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's always interesting because like, I think that like Torama lately has been pretty good with like the new cares. I mean, like to me, I was always kind of bitterly, bitterly disappointed with how 18 turned out because after the tournament, you know, where we saw her enter the tournament on her own, you know, like, you know, compete, want, want to win, bribe Mr. Satan, uh, or not bribe him, but like, you know, basically extort him. And fight Goten and Trunks. Uh, this 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 is you know a good a good workout for the character. I don't know why she's not included in a lot of the fights because she's very very powerful, many times stronger than Krillin. Um, I mean like like when Krillin and Piccolo fly off, like you know Krillin, Krillin's a main Z fighter, so of course he's going to fly off. But like to me, it's always disappointing to see eighteen not involved in the fighting. But Videl, who is intrinsically linked to the main character of the show now, Gohan, and the fact that she's she's involved, like you know she's like a human relation with Mr. Satan and uh, a character relationship with Gohan, like, it really does kill me to see her, like, you know, thrown to, like, level of Oolong and Puar so, so immediately. That, <laughs> like, that, that, that sucks. Well, what's, you know, what's funny is this, this arc started off very strongly with Videl and 18 both entering into the tournament, which, yeah, wasn't the biggest, you know, contribution to the overall story, but still gave them something to do and some screen time and some characterization to go with it. And now both of those have been relegated to, you know, girlfriend on the corner, you know, crying or yeah. in Videl's case, you know, crying for her lost love. Like it's a it's a 180 from what they you know started off in, uh, on in the series or in the uh, the arc. So it's you really get the idea. Or I get the idea that Toriyama, you know, started off this arc and then once it kind of came into focus, you know, he just it's as if he just, you know, went off. You know, veered off to the left and just did a completely different idea. Like, okay, drop all these characters right here. Here's what I'm going to tell. Like, he started off maybe writing one idea or story, or not even a full story, but just like one couple character beats, and then found a story in the middle of it. Well, it's it's something that like the the, the treatment of the characters is something that will come. I, I actually believe next month we'll get into, which which uh, I might reach it, but like it's something that like is, again like you know like. It's about as intrinsic to Dragon Ball as bad guys becoming good guys, like like because um, 
again, going back to, like, ironically speaking, Oolong and Puar, Oolong and Puar, would you believe it or not, were main characters of Dragon Ball when the series began. Like, they were, like, like they were, they were, they, they did stuff, they were involved in fighting <laughs> Emperor Pilaf. Um, one of the funnier things is that, like, uh, I remember in, uh, the 22nd tournament when Tien first showed up as a bad guy, and he, he beats the living hell out of Yamcha, <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, and then breaks his as leg. As one does. <laughs> like yeah, uh, he beat him so, like so bad that he had to go to the hospital. Like um, like Goku's like Puar, you're the only, you're the only helping out. Turn into a uh, a flying carpet and, and take Yamcha to the uh, hospital. Because if you don't know, they can actually shape shift. They never do that though. So like you know they like we're Puar counting on shape shift. Yeah, Oolong and Puar can both shape shift. They never they never do that beyond Dragon Ball. So there's there's that little tidbit. <laughs> Hey, where's lunch? That might be useful. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Trunks, you know, t- t- yeah, Lunch, who's made exactly like what one one scene appearance in DBZ so far? Barely that. <laughs> we'll see. And what, didn't we like? Didn't we? Wasn't even uncredited like no lines. Like, I think. I think. I think. She, I think she has showed up like. Uh, and like a, a, a drug-induced hallucination that Goku had, and like you didn't even hear her character. <laughs> That's not Toriyama's fault, though. He, he, he didn't include her, but like... Yeah, you, you think that like if Trunks had to get the Dragon Ball radar, I got it, Oolong, or Puar, turn into a, a, a plane and fly over there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not use them anymore. But yeah, but, you know, Master Roshi was a huge character in Dragon Ball. And like he's still around, but like he doesn't do anything. You know, Bulma is amazing. Bulma's probably the most consistent character but like you know, right now she's not doing much of anything. But yeah, like Fidel, it's I I I I, I don't mind what they're doing, Mister Satan. I just wish Fidel could do more than she is now. And like and realistically speaking, like like when she dropped off, like you know when she stopped following Gohan and Kabito, she really couldn't do much. I mean, she's not strong enough to really play with the big boys in that sense. But you do wish that like like Bulma, she would still be included. Yeah, I mean, look at Piccolo. Like he's not directly fighting, but he managed to kill. Bobbity for a second. Kill poor Bobbity, and <laughs> and still stay relevant, you know, in the storyline by by training the new characters. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's. So, yeah, I think they could, you could work them in. It may take, like, obviously, it would take more planning and more forethought than Toriyama had at the time, and more forethought than he thought was necessary even for the story. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I was actually thinking that we we're going to like, get into this uh, bit just now, but it, it's it's absolutely a factor now in Dragon Ball Z, um, and then. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more about what, what might happen, but like, um, it's it, it kind of kind of like how Gohan is, is thrown off to the sidelines. The other characters, Toriyama still shows shows them there. Like, you know, they're still around, they're still alive. Don't worry, guys. But a, a lot of the characters, like in my opinion, Krillin, Yamcha, 18, and Videl could all contribute, or at least try to contribute some way because they are fighters. Like, you know, I'm I'm not begging to see the Ox King do anything, but like, you know, like like 18 is a very powerful character. I think that like having her not do anything. It's a bit of a waste, and having Videl learn things in, from Gohan and then like not use them later on is a bit of a waste. But um, that's that's about all I think we should say about that bit. Do you have anything else about this part before we get to the next episodes? Uh, I don't think so. No, yeah, no. I think yeah, all my all the rest of my thoughts lie in the second half here. Do you have any uh, thoughts on like the filler fight between Goten, Gotenks, and Boo? Uh, they got their ass handed to them. <laughs> we which, are Gotenks. Which, which, yeah, which was very gratifying. Yeah, did, did I was a little you, kid. That's what you get. What, what do you feel about the fact that, like, all that was off-panel, and, like, uh, in the comic, it's literally, like, you know, he flies off one panel later, oh, he's stronger than I thought. Like, what do you think about the fact that, like, originally it wasn't shown, but in the anime they did show the fight? 
that's an interesting distinction. I guess it was probably done for you know for time to pad out the episode, but <laughs> exactly. I, even even looking at like watching the episode before you told me that when they had that reveal when he when he get, when he returns back to the tower and he's like oh yeah guys I lost and he you know turns around mm-hmm. to me that that struck me as a reveal like you could do a time lapse and you know he just you don't figure out what happens right but the way it was set up like I got I got the idea that okay that's that could have worked like in my head I imagined it going that way okay dokie it's it's really funny it's like the the idea that like Boo would beat somebody up and they would get away uh, it, it was you know it wasn't there were some interesting things there. Like, like I thought it was interesting that like he he put Boo in a big energy ball and then kind of pulled in there and threw him out there. But like, you know, it was your basic like you know I can't beat this character. Um, and because I he looked, like that part off. It, because he was so goofy uh, looking when he, when he was beat up, it was it kind of lent itself to comedy. Um, although I did think it was kind of cool when like he first revealed himself to Boo. He's on top of that tower and like like that the sun's kind of like showing it, revealing who he is. I thought it was kind of oh, yeah. like go I like Gotenks. I like Gotenks. As kind of a snotty kid, um, sometimes a lot of times it's hard for me to, to take him seriously because Toriyama doesn't take him seriously. But I do genuinely like him as a character. I think I think he's a fun character, and I like I really like his bad attitude. <laughs> a lot of times he reminds me of Vegeta because he kind of looks like him. And, yeah, that's um, what I was yeah thinking. He has more of that, that Vegeta vibe, right? And I, I, like his first lines, I think are really. Co- I think he's a really good first appearance. Like you know, uh uh uh, I want to fight Boo now. That was kind of cool, but um. Now, one thing is that uh, his, well, I guess Go Gotenks, and I guess, I guess you could say his, yeah, his little mishap with appearing, calling Boo out, and then phasing back apart, led to, like, uh, just a, for some reason, a hilarious Boo line, like when he he jets off, and oh Boo yeah, appears in his window, <laughs> he's like, "You interrupt Boo reading." <laughs> Boo's it's in deep. Just, it's like it's like Boo the crotchety neighbor. Who's in my reading? He's in deep contemplative thoughts. He's sitting at home reading, like, and then you cut to Satan reading to him. I was like, "This, this is comedy gold right here." That was yeah. That, that was that was a nice. The, the humor is really on point here, and it was it was a funny moment where like Coach is like, "Come on out here, Boo!" And he unfused and like goes and trucks like, "Why are we pointing and why are we right in front of Boo?" Which uh, now, now, go go with me on this comparison here. So, like, Mr. Satan is essentially, like, king of the world, like, in his adoration and the Pretty way much. he... Yeah, yeah. So, and he, he's won some type of tournament, right? Like... Right. So he just basically beat his way to, to owning the, the world. Now, have you ever seen the film Idiocracy? Oh! <laughs> um, I saw it in college a few years ago. I don't remember a lot of it. I remember, I remember oh. Terry Crews being the president. <laughs> okay, okay. Because that's the comparison I was about to draw. Like, I would want to see Terry Crews play Mr. Satan in a Dragon Ball movie. Oh, he'd be... Oh, <laughs> oh my... That would be perfect! That really would be! Because, like, during these episodes, like, when he's, when he's you know, going toward the booze planet, he has his assistants. I'm just reminded of that movie when he pops up and he's... He won the presidency of the world by wrestling people. And Dude. he that deep... Oh, I thought your head would be bigger. <laughs> He's just Dude. such a fucking dumb idiot, but and uh, overly boisterous. And then he's Terry Crews, so you know he's naturally funny as hell. Yeah, like, like, and, he, and he's and he's strong. He just gave him like, an Afro wig, obviously. But like, he he can do the mu- dude. That, that's that's actually brilliant casting. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. That's awesome. Just give him like, hey, say, hey, dude, just do a Macho Man Hulk Hogan like voice, and you're good to go. <laughs> wow, 
That, 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 that's, 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 that's tight. Because it's so hard for me to think of like Dragon Ball Z as a movie, but that would work so well. <laughs> it's like Terry Crews. If you can't get Luke Cage, Hercule, you're in there. Exactly. 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 Um... My last note for this bit is in the manga where, like, uh, you know, when, when like they fuse and they turn to the fat Gotenks, you know, uh, we're, we're gonna try it again. And then, you know, how, you know how comic books do where they, they use the same panel over and over again, obviously. So they fuse again, it's yeah. in this, the exact same image, and they they fuse skinny, skinny Gotenks, and then they fuse for the final time, it's the exact same image, like the second thing, like four panels. There's a panel where Krillin says, and I quote, "Hey, wait a minute! What's Toriyama pulling? These panels have got to be photocopies." <laughs> like, he's pointing out to the reader and into like the characters. Wait a minute, these scenes are the, exactly the same as though he's reading the comic. And I, I never noticed that till now. Wait, so like notifying it doesn't make it better. Like, <laughs> and then like there's actually like a little Tory bot like like saying, uh, "Mr. Editor, you don't have to pay me for these pages, really." <laughs> I thought that was funny. Does Krillin, like, wink at the camera with it? No, no, Krillin's like, you know, watch out, guys, these are the same panels. And then, like, Toriyama was, like, saying, actually, yeah, they are. Don't don't worry about paying me for them. I'll, I'll just t- take what I can. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. <laughs> like, he is not taking this a bit seriously. <laughs> and sometimes it's annoying, but sometimes, I mean, in this part, I think I think all the humor is really, really good. Like, like the skinny Gotenks, the fat Gotenks, like, you know, the hijinks with Mr. Satan and Boo. This is, this is really entertaining. And it's funny because, like, so much of Dragon Ball Z is, like, you know, oh, it's cool action, dramatic power stuff. Here, Toriyama's just showing off his, his talents as, like, a, a comedy writer that he had in Dragon Ball. Because Dragon Ball was funny. Nam school. Oh, no! No!
Beast Dende. I feel it too. Something wicked is brewing down there. <sighs> so we cut to Mr. Satan reading Majin Buu, A Dog of Flanders, or some, some serious book. And um, um, he's detailing how, you know, people have died, and it's very, very sad at the end. So Boo's like, yay, that was great, fun, fun. <laughs> he's very entertained. So he leaves his, his horrifying-looking house and says, okay, I'm going to kill some more people now. Want to come? <laughs> and Mr. Saint's like, oh, no, I'm just going to get started on dinner. I'm, I'll start cooking again. So he flies off, and then Mr. Saint starts swearing again. Yeah, go ahead, fat boy. Just you wait. You're going to get what you deserve. So he sets out his, his Acme-style dynamite and rigs the house to blow up and starts laughing like Mandark. Hurry back, boo! Ha 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 Um, so we cut to uh, an elderly couple trying to flee the city because they're trying to flee the, the city from Majin Buu before they're blown up. And um, they're, they're, they're an elderly couple. One, the, the guy has, has a mustache and a turban, and the old woman has her hair in a bun and glasses. And all of a sudden, we see that the, woman's, the woman is in the crosshairs, and she... Her head's blown off, and um, the husband's like, "Oh, what happened?" And we cut to these these two utter twits. Um, this guy says, "I got her, perfect shot." And then as he's joined by a, a fellow with a mustache and, and a uh, what do you call those? A beagle, a, a, a beret, a kind, kind of hat. Um, says, uh, "I don't I don't know about this. It's all lighting up. Booze destroying the world. Everyone's dying anyway. I might as well do what I've always wanted to do: murder." So, uh, the other guy takes his shot with his gun and snipes the, the, uh, snipes the elderly man. So, um, this is <laughs> decidedly dark. Um, so they, uh, decide to go on a killing spree because why not? The world's ending anyway. And they're feeling fine. So, um, so we see Mr. Satan cooking more food when Boo arrives early and has in his hand a, a, a small puppy. So, uh, Mr. Satan's like, well, where, where did he come from? Just, oh, he doesn't freak out. He won't run away. He won't say why. You ask him. And Mr. Saint's like, oh, I don't speak dog, but his his leg looks hurt, so maybe he can't run away. So Boo says, okay, I'll fix it, and then he can run away. So Boo heals the puppy. Oh, and then he says, then to, so I can kill him. Yeah. <laughs> he has his priorities in place, so. As though the, pup, as though the puppy were, were bobbity, he heals it. So um, uh, Boo says, run away, now I'll kill you. But the, but the puppy, who enjoys being healed, starts taking a liking mm-hmm. to Boo. And uh, his tail starts to wag. So, um, Mr. Saint says, Because you healed him, he, uh, he likes you. And uh, Boo says, He likes me, just like you. Boo, this feels nice. So he tries to feed the dog some chocolate. And Boo says, Oh, no, no. Uh, Mr. Saint says, No, 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 don't, don't do that. I'll get some dog food. So he goes up to buy some and tells Boo to wait with the dog. And he says, Now's my chance. So he um, drives out, uh, uses a telescope to see Boo, says, I can blow him to smithereens. But then when he sees Boo, Boo playing with the dog, uh, the dog licking him, and then Boo licking the dog, Mr. Saint's like, hmm, he looks so happy. He's different. He seems like he's changed. Well, maybe I'll just give him a little more time. I don't want to hurt the puppy anyway. So uh, we smash cut to like the, the, like the two uh, scumbags, uh, basically going, going out a bunch of like, like drive-bys, shooting everybody that they can find in their car, and just like gunning people down, counting how many people that they, that they kill. Uh, the mustache guy says, Uh, I heard Boo lives here. What if we run into him? And he says, Let that fat freak come. We're armed to the teeth. Let him come. So, uh, back to Mr. Satan and Boo. The puppy dog starts eating some dog food that Mr. Satan bought, and Boo's eating it too, not liking how it tastes. <laughs> so as he spits it out, 
Mr. Satan says, So, Master Boo, can I ask you a question? Why do you kill people? Because it's fun. Is, is that it? Bobbity and Bimmy told me that's fun. That's how you play. Uh, you should listen to them. I, I don't think I don't think you should. It's not right. And then Boo gives him a look. Okay, okay, okay. Kill, kill as many people as you want. Don't hurt me. So you think I should stop? Uh, yes. Okay, I stop. Boo, kill no more. So he, he vows to never kill and destroy again. So Mr. Satan's like, Oh my, I did it! I, I saved the world! I, I am a savior! I legitimately saved the world! For a few minutes. <laughs> because, um, as, uh, as they're playing with the dog, uh, they, um, they watch the dog play fetch, they have a little ball, and he sees running towards the ball, and then all of a sudden, randomly, the dog gets shot out of nowhere. So, Mr. Satan has like, What happened? What happened to the dog? And Boo has no clue what's going on. <laughs> the two uh, murdering guys are like, you know, ha ha, we got that dog. And the guy in the mustache says, wait a minute, isn't that Mr. Satan, the champion of the world with, with Majin Buu? What's he doing with them? And he's, who cares, we'll kill them both and then we'll be the world's heroes. So Mr. Satan notices like the, like the two snipers, like, what? what's wrong with them? And at that moment, they take out like RPGs and try to blow up Boo's, uh, Boo's house. There's a full-on assault at Boo Manor. Uh, shoot again and again and again, trying to kill everyone that they see. Uh, but Boo is completely unharmed, and uh, and he's 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 steaming mad. He is furious, and there's a lot of steam coming from the pores of his head. So um, so they're like, how can he survive that? Well, not for long. So they they try to reload, but all of a sudden uh. One of the gunmen is punched out and down, falls down a cliff, and uh, the guy with the ponytail, who looks like Sharpener, says, "Who? What? What happened?" And then Mister Saints like, "I happened. You won't get away with this!" And he kicks this guy's ass. He legitimately takes this guy down and beats him up and throws him down the cliff. So uh, that was awesome. Um, so Mister Mister Satan uh, realizes that that the dog is actually still alive. He's barely breathing, but he is injured. So Boo flies towards him and heals him. Hooray! They jump him down and rejoice because the dog is alive. Back at Kami's tower, we see uh, Dende, the guardian of the of the world, overlooking what's going on, and Piccolo joining him. And they're both like, I, I don't understand. Why is Mr. Satan with Majin Boo? What's going on? And Dende says, maybe, maybe this is for the best. Maybe he won't have to fight. He's a good guy. And Piccolo's like, I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, time passes, they all, they all take a bath, including Mr. Satan and Boo together, shiver, uh, they make more food, and, uh, as Mr. Satan's preparing more food, one of the gunmen sneaks into the house, and takes his, uh, takes his aim, for, somehow, Mr. Satan teleports, but he's not fast enough and gets shot, so he's, he's shot down, Boo hears the gunshot and runs into the room and sees Mr. Satan lying there, dead, or nearly dead, so he just starts... He's crying and crying and crying and yelping and just more and more steam comes from his head. He runs towards Mr. Satan and heals him while trying not to just explode with fury. Satan wakes up and says, I'm alive! You saved me! But then Boo says, Take the dog! Run! Run far away! Run away! Go! But, but Mr. Satan's like, Boo, what's wrong? Tell me, I'm your friend! And then Boo turns around and says in a completely different voice, Run now! <laughs> so... Satan takes, takes the dog and runs and flees. Boo just falls outside of his house, just steams and steams and steams, and there's a big, big cloud ahead of him in the sky. And as he looks up, the cloud starts forming, just like Boo did earlier. 
and Piccolo and, and Dende are sensing all of this, and everyone sees into, into the sky that, what the hell? There's a skinny old darker boo. So now there are two Majin Boos on the planet. Like Gotenks, there's one fat and there's one skinny. And um, the narration happily informs us that this is pure evil Boo who is full of malice. The first thing he does is smirks and flies right towards the, the ponytailed gunman. The gunman takes aim and starts firing at Boo's face, but obviously the bullets have no effect. He puts his hand out and blasts him away. He blasts him so hard that the blast goes for miles and miles and miles and leaves an insane explosion and crater across the, the planetscape. He put in a lot of power into that one. So he uh, sp- spots Fat Boo, which we'll, we'll call him now, and starts uh, uh, jogging alongside him. And then they start kind of facing off, and Boo throws, Fat Boo throws a punch. And so the Fat Boo and the Skinny Boo start uh, fighting and fighting and fighting. At one point, they even seem to do two Kamehamehas at each other. And then, uh, the, the evil that Boo pretty much... <laughs> the evil Boo pretty much has the upper hand and kind of beats the crap out of Fat Boo. So, um, um, at one point, as, he, as Fat Boo is punched onto the ground, he pulls out his trump card, his Sunday best, his finishing move, I'll turn you into chocolate! So he shoots his chocolate beam from his antenna. Skinny Boo sees this, blows it back at him, and the beam hits Fat Boo and turns him into chocolate! Wow! And then the evil Boo takes the chocolate and gobbles him up! So that's the last we see of him. <laughs> and um, at that, and Mr. James and, and, and the dog is watching this all along, as well as the surviving gunman. So at that point, the Boo gobbles and gobbles and ingests uh, Boo, swallows, and then as steam shoots from his head, he screams and has a devilish-looking grin on his face. Like he just screams and screams and screams. And a lot of the, the, the smoke from the head starts uh, forming a cloud around him. And Piccolo is like, what the hell is happening? And when the, uh, the, the smoke clears, we see a different form he's regenerated into another version of Boo. This Boo is Ooh, a lot more... <laughs> a sexier, more GQ-friendly form of Boo. He uh, is more he's more of like the original Boo's uh, skin tone because the, the skinny Boo had a darker pallor to his skin tone. He um, he's like shirt- Boo. Yeah, yeah, like like a malnourished Boo. Uh, this Boo is more muscular in tone. He's more filled out. He's uh, perfectly pink. He has no cape or vest. He's completely shirtless, but he does have the parachute pants. Good, and in the 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 M utility belt. So um, he kind of looks around, kind of like uh, stretches his neck a bit. He kind of yawns, and uh, then he uh, looks up and screams. He's like, ah, just screams and screams and screams. And his mouth elongates as he screams. And he's not powering up, but he screams so loud that like the area around him crumbles as though he's generating energy. Uh, Satan's blown back. And uh, Piccolo is just horrified. Like, he, he looks really, really freaked out. And this boo just starts giggling to himself. He then spots the other gunman and flies at him. Uh, 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 before the gunman could do anything, he, uh, he basically turns himself, turns his body into liquid goop. And, and one of the most memorable things I've ever seen in Dragon Ball Z, he, tur- he shoves himself down the gunman's throat. And the gunman expands his in body in mass. He gets bigger and bigger and fatter and fatter. And as as uh, his nose starts to bleed and you know his eyes start to bulge out, the gunman just explodes in boo. So, yeah, <laughs> that happens. Yeah, that's some Mortal Kombat stuff right there, man. Exactly. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> so, 
So that guy's down. Brutality. <laughs> Brutality. <laughs> he uh, sets his sights on Mr. Satan. And as Mr. Satan as he's just horrified at what he's seeing, he fires Mr. Satan and then stops. He stops right in front of him and he looks he looks kind of startled and, and he's not smiling anymore. And he's like, oh, Satan. He speaks for the first time. And then he just flies away. And then Mr. Satan, you know, left... And the last, the last we see Mr. Satan is kind of like sitting down. Oh, B! Because the, the dog's name is B now. He recognizes Boo's still in there somehow. Well, we'll see how much he's still in there because as Boo's flying away, he just, for no particular reason, screams to the camera. And um, before Piccolo and Dende can realize uh, ahead of time, they recognize that Boo is flying towards Kame's lookout. At this point, Goten and Trunks are asleep, so they're in no condition to fuse. Yamcha and Krillin run up to Piccolo and says, We feel that energy! What's going on? Piccolo says, It's Boo! He's coming! He's here! So before Boo arrives, Piccolo turns around and says, Okay, listen, here's the plan, everyone. And as he's turned around, Boo arrives. <laughs> Whoops. So, um, this is bad. Boo is even more powerful than ever before. He's no longer any sort of, like, good form of Boo. He's evil, he's devilish, and he's right in front of uh, the Z Fighters. So, um, that's pretty much where we'll leave off right here. Okay, Jesse, like, you know, the first part of the episodes were strong and comedic. Uh, this second part, uh, a bit on the dramatic side, what were you thinking? Generally? Okay, so... This essentially is a 180, like from the, oh, yeah. from the tone of the uh, the previous you know segment, and you know it really works. Like the, these episodes, you know, seemingly against every expectation I had, work on a very dramatic level. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy saying that because it involves Boo and Mister Satan pretty much exclusively. Like, yeah. Like I honestly like everything else about these up this batch of episodes kind of just falls to the wayside because this is all I see right like you've got Boo and he ha- him and both Mr. him and Mr. Satan both have a good amount of characterization in these episodes like from us learning you know basically Boo's evil because he knows no better like hey stop killing okay yeah 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 like like, uh, like that's that's pretty much like like the essence of his character like like all right. Yeah, he, he, he ultimately is a child who knows no better at that point. And Mr. Satan just tells him, you know, like, instructs him, just like, you'd, you know, you'd slap a, a kid's hand, like, hey, don't do that. He's okay with it. And then the stuff with the dog happens, man. I, see, I, I thought of you when, when that started happening. I was like, I was like oh, these bastards. <laughs> like, okay, you want to piss me off? Hurt an animal. But, yep. like, Boo gets his little pet. His, you know, his pet, uh, B. B, yeah. <laughs> and, and I kind of got flashbacks to to the scene with the child, with the, with the blind child. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, this is kind of getting derivative of that. But then it, it went in a different direction where the child, like, he didn't, you know, he didn't still, you know, didn't feed human to the dog. <laughs> yeah, it's it's along this, it's, it's approaching the same lines, but it does go in a different direction. Here. Absolutely. Well, like yeah, initially I thought it was derivative, but then I got to thinking like, well, no, this is this is kind of character progression on Boo's part. You see where he's coming, you know, you see how he's kind of grown as a character. Mm-hmm. And so you get some nice little scenes of him, Mister Satan, and the dog are playing. Like essentially, they're a family, you know, <laughs> the whole body, Mister Satan. Ah. 
Videl who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And these crazy Australian, this crazy Australian sharpener guy, right? Like, <laughs> this dude, like, he's so two-dimensional, like, oh, I can kill because killing, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, what, where did this come from? Like, it was so off the wall, but he, but he works. I mean, mainly because, yeah, he kills a puppy. Like, that's bad, but he also kills, you know, the Asian version of the couple from Up. Like yeah, <laughs> no re yeah, yeah like, like, like like kills old people and he 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 smacks out says for no reason he just just yeah like he's very two dimensional very you know uh, I guess about as, as cliche a villain as you can get but I mean it works for the for the story they're trying to tell and I think it also does a good job of, of displaying you know how you know they tell you earlier that the world's eighty percent decimated like the population's gone. Oh, well, God. this kind of shows that because you have a crazy guy who's essentially running off his rocker because of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Which I think makes sense. You, you somebody could yeah. just lose it and like you know decide to like do whatever because the morality doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you kind of get the idea that hey, this guy is has probably always wanted to do this and now he has an excuse to. And the dude with him is it's even worse. Like that. That's. That was legitimately creepy with him. Like, no, I don't want to do this, and then he does it, and he's like, "Hey, that was pretty fun." Yeah, they literally go on a spree killing. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's something that, again, like you were saying, like, struck me. Struck me as very real. Like this guy, you could just you know impose it. Maybe oh, he's like a banker, and he meets up with this other crazy guy, and he doesn't want to do it, but he does it anyway. And then that just that triggers something in him, and he goes crazy because of it. Yeah, honestly, like, like the archer dimensional. There's not really any. Um nuance to them but I find these kids despite their appearance as they are a little goofy looking I find these characters like very like like disturbing in how believable they are like yeah and it's and you know like we got in the email real human villains yeah yeah actually actu- yeah, no monsters or aliens this time like actual human bad, bad guys which we have seen before Dragon Ball but like it's been years and like that nothing this stark I think yeah that and then you know it, because they're so two-dimensional and human and, and down-to-earth, I think they were a good fit to juxtaposition with Majin Buu, who is mm-hmm. probably, well, not the most out there because he's not, like, alien, you know. And Frieza and Cell were just as out there, but he's, you know, Majin Buu is very fantastical and very, like, magical. Yeah, mag- magical childish. creature. Yes. So it's, it's almost like polar opposites here. Mm-hmm. And so to... You do get the idea that Majin Buu has lost his innocence, like literally almost. You know, he, he's, he's become an adult and, and evil, you know. He let that part out of him. Like, those are some serious themes to be playing with, especially, you know, for, for Dragon Ball and for this, this character here, who we... They've never touched anything nearly this, like, this deep, this deep with Buu. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I would say, you know, just for, for right now, that's, that's probably one of the deepest themes the series has explored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Overall, I mean, short short of you know some of Vegeta's redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say, and and you know that really that really affected me like watching these. Yeah, I mean, you know, you granted you have these bad guys, they're very much going for the emotional beats, killing old people, killing a dog, like you're, you're just waiting for them to die. <laughs> like, but but it works because you know they really sell Boo's reactions, and then yeah, even killing Satan, you know, by that point you're like, okay, he's going to resurrect him, but. But just, you know, the anger that Satan felt like, or just the anger that Boo felt, like, for me, it all felt justified. Like, and it felt, it, it was, honestly, it was amazing storytelling in the span of, you know, four episodes. 
Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah, about around about yeah. 120 minutes. You know, like yeah. it was. It, it was this was this was like surprising. Like I don't know why I don't remember this very well, but like it's just nothing like you characterize with Dragon Ball Z. There's no, there's 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 generally no real like you know fast fighting or energy blast or whatever. It's just like these guys with guns. Which I mean, I I again I find it very believable that like you know somebody would just decide to go, just go go nuts and kill everybody because there's nothing to stop them because the world is ending and if they're gonna die they're gonna go out you know doing what they've always wanted which happens to be killing people that's awful but that I find that not outside the realm of possibility they run a cropper of of Boo and Mr Satan which I, I find it actually like you know what is Mr Satan doing with Majin Boo but like. Not, not, only, not only are they a complete irredeemable because now they killed two defenseless old people, but they shot a dog for no reason. But Mr. Satan kicks their asses. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever see that. And like, and like that, was, that was very awesome. Like, yeah, he's whooping ass. Like, yeah, like, righteously. Love, like my favorite scene is probably you. You hear him attacking the Australian guy, mm-hmm. and you you cut away to the other guy falling down the mountain. I, I believe is what happens, and you hear Mr. Satan going off like. You shot a defenseless little dog, like, and you hear him in the background. It's like pow, pow, he's legitimately pow. angry. Yeah, like, yeah, this, this is this isn't a put on. A decent human being would would say, you know, like you shot an, an, a dog. Like, yeah, this this, this, is, this isn't him putting on. This isn't him, like you know, like 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 pretending or like he's legitimately like uh, from from like the, the depths of his heart pissed off, you know, because how, what is wrong with you? Like, like, and I remember this, this, I'm gonna bring this up because I remember Kazinchu and their coverage brought this up is that the idea that like for all of his bravado and cartoonish antics Mr. Satan's actually possibly one of the more true to life characters because if you could get away with like you know f- being a fraud and faking being the savior of the world maybe you might do that and like you know for him you know having the strength that he does and kind of you know making money off of it you know and then trying to, to, to save the world by because he saves the world for a few minutes by convincing Boo to stop killing that's immense <laughs> that that is not to be understated he does save the world for a minute <laughs> that, that was that was crazy and like you know him you know trying to get get vengeance on the on the on the gunmen he's he is like you know you have extreme characters like vegeta and piccolo and stuff like that he's pretty he's he's not the most unbelievable character surprisingly i i, I, think, no, I, mean, I, I definitely think as a character and to yeah. for his character he has merit he, I, I think Toriyama reveals that through this through this the story arc that like he actually like you know is a lot more there's a lot more to him than we ever thought or to give him credit for which is which is excellent I, this, this is this is brilliant stuff um gosh what else I mean you have like you know Mr. Satan like you know deciding maybe Boo's not such a bad guy or at least like you know like maybe I should hold off on like I think that alone too like you know maybe I'll kill Boo another time I don't want to hurt the puppy was nice you know maybe I'll you know Give him a shot. Yeah, you you can kind of, and even before that scene was shown with him, like looking at the picture, like I love he looks at his picture, like oh, so long ago when me and Boo first met. Like <laughs> for some reason, you get the idea that they've been living together for like years, right? Like it's been maybe four hours or something. Yeah, a day's not even pass. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like he's got his own apron. He's cooking, you know, while Boo's out. Like, Where do you get all that stuff? Are they are, they, are those made out of people too? <laughs> I, I know, right? Like. Like you get the idea that that they they legitimately have like a, you know like a little family a little a little unit going on there you know with the puppy like mm-hmm. they're friends that are happy right like and when he looks at the picture you know you get the you get the idea anyway through his body language that he doesn't want to kill Boo yet like that he's enjoying himself 
he, he, he's laying down after the bath and he says he goes, you know it's not too bad like maybe yeah, so <laughs> later date like he's starting to see that yeah boo boo is ultimately chaotic and ultimately yeah like a child throwing a tantrum like he doesn't have any guidance and it's only all he needs it isn't it weird that isn't it weird that like Torama has you buy that these characters are having these relationships so quickly like I have no problem believing that that, that they would react to the way they are but it's, it is like when I, when I look back on it it's pretty quick but it works really well I, I think that's that's a credit to his writing personally yeah it's, it's really surprising yeah like you were saying it's surprising and it's not until like I look, look back on these episodes and like you know kind of kind of you know critically think about them it's like in, yeah, that was yeah four episodes like because Mr. Satan comes back into the picture and goes to booze and yeah the four episodes and that's it like and you already have all these development you know these relationships developed these characters introduced with the dog with B and these two you know killers and yeah it's just, I would I'd say it's hard pressed for a lot of shows to to introduce characters to introduce like an arc and and establish relationships that quickly let alone anime it's, it, yeah exactly because like in in these episodes I mean again Piccolo and Dindy are watching from the sides but really it's Mr. Satan and Majin Buu the villain and then you have like these guys introduced and then like a dog introduced like if you were just kind of like tune in you'd be like where's Goku where's like, where are our characters and like you know but you don't mind like, like watching how things unfold it's I surprisingly like that, but like, like it's just a very kind of intimate setting with these characters dealing with themselves, and the, and the plot progresses in a very natural way. Yeah, I would say that this is probably my favorite batch of episodes from the arc so far. And yeah, it while it moves the story forward like immensely, mm-hmm. it doesn't really involve the main characters. It involves the villain and the comedy relief. Like, and by the end of these episodes, I would say that. By the end of these episodes, I say that the comic relief has kind of progressed from that to a legitimate character, and the villain has progressed to something much more sympathetic. You know, I, I, I was completely rooting for Boo when he was going after these guys. Like, oh, yeah. I, you know, a part of me was melancholy because I was, or not melancholy, a part of me was kind of worried that he's like, he just made this vow not to kill. Like, is he going to, is he going to, you know, cross that line? And he didn't. Yeah, uh, like 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 he he, he really he, you tell he's holding himself back. Like he he doesn't instinctively okay they're gonna die. Like like he's trying he he's trying extremely hard just like not either not to let his bad side let out or just like not to like just like blow up everything in sight. Like that, that, that like like he puts that much discipline on himself that quickly after vowing oh, to yeah, kill. And then, yeah, we haven't gotten to, to yeah corpse <laughs> Greyboo, but yeah, that whole scene like that was really. It really struck me as like almost sacrificial for some reason. Like even though I mean you get the idea that he's gonna something's gonna happen, but he's telling Mr. Satan to go. He says, Take B and go, like Yeah. That's like an ultimate like, you know, go on without me kinda kinda moment. That's not only a character that was for him to even, you know, make sentences before was like taken for granted. Now he's telling like his friend, his two friends, like, go, go, go on, be safe. Like He's he's gone from just wanting to kill people because that's what he does mm-hmm. to understanding the significance of someone else's life and making it a point to save that life. Well, it, it, it reminds me of like uh, when Goku first went Super Saiyan and tells Gohan, "Okay, take Piccolo and go. You know, go go now. Like you don't want to die, whatever." I mean, it's not, I don't think Toriyama's going for the same thing, but like Boo automatically just just like just 
just uh just I don't know. It's it's interesting it's just how he just kind of flips out, and I I, I feel it when he, when he turns around and you hear Justin Cook scream, "Run!" and they run away. Like I I really like the scene, like him seeing him struggle like that. I I really enjoy. Well, I mean, I enjoy, but like you know, I find really compelling, like him falling out of the window, out of the house, and kind of just crawling on the ground, trying to like you know not just explode from like all that anger and steam in his head. That that, that was that was great stuff. Really great stuff. Yeah, like, and I mean, look, looking back, like, extrapolating that, I guess this is what happens when Boo becomes angry. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't like Boo when he's angry. Like, I, I, I wonder. You know, this is, this is one of my predictions. You know, or one of my just my theory, pet theories here. Okay. It, you know, does Boo change when he feels emotion? Like when when he, when something becomes too overpowering? Like, is this you know Boo raging? You know, would Boo, if he feels melancholy, would he come, you know, something happen, Something else happen? Would some other aspect pop out, you know, like, because Boo's always been aloof and very childish. Mm-hmm. Then you have, like, this other aspect of him, you know, like, so he's fragmenting. Mm. It's, it's really interesting. And it's really cool, cause, like, like have, not having, not really knowing what this character is made of, because, like, we're interested in him by the same time as the other characters. When he, like, freaks out and puts in, you know, exports uh, steam, and there's another brew that shows up, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, like you legitimately, like, like, what does this mean? Like, this isn't, like, cell regenerators, okay, it's another form. You truly don't know what's going to happen next. Or at least oh, I yeah, I had no idea about this gray boo appearing. Like, yeah, I was like, who, who is this guy? You know, who is this gray? He's, he, obviously, he's a part of boo. He looks like him. He has the same, you know, features. He's just skinny and corpse gray, like... And you know frowns. That's another. And his eyes were different. But mm-hmm. so yeah, that that took me for a huge turn. Yeah, that. Uh, you know, I have to be honest. I'm I'm not sure I fully understand that. I mean, I guess the basic idea is like you know, Boo expelled out because he swore to be good again. Uh, he spe- expelled out all the evil energy and formed. Uh, well, yeah, I think I think the general fan name for this this version is Evil Boo. Um, we will know more about Boo's like biology near the end of the arc that, that does get explained but like I mean even even remembering that what little I do I honestly don't know how this happens <laughs> like I'm not sure see I didn't even get sense. the idea that he was expelling it like I mean I, like, obviously he is but like, I didn't I mean, he might not be you think it was willing like he willingly chose that I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he knew this was going to happen I, I don't know if this is like just an accident that happens I mean I don't I'm sure people are gonna write in and explain for us. I mean, I'm not sure if this is explained. How the hell that <laughs> he basically, like, you know, just kind of like just farts out another boo. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I understand the logic behind that, but I really don't care because it was cool. <laughs> um, which, which, I mean, like that. The first thing that guy does is completely wipe out uh, the gunman in the manga. It's a bit more graphic because, like, he he flies towards him upside down. The guy shoots at him. And he uh, blasts him, and you see like the like the, the, the guy's like, like like skin melt off his bones, and his eyeballs popping out, and the guy is like completely is discombobulated as he blows up, which was nice to see. <laughs> but um, uh, this okay, this whole last episode that we, that we watched, I loved. It was so cool. It it, it it dragged a bit in parts, but like just like him, like the old the old boo, uh, the fat boo, and the skinny boo fighting, and like you know. Like, like, who are you? I was like, I'm Boo. Who are you? Like, like that was just so weird, and like, you know, like, like the Kamehamehas, like, like the, the random fight that they had, and then like, it was really good. And him ending up putting the whole 
chocolate spell back on him and turn him to chocolate and eating him. Like, I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, this really subverted some expectations here. Like, for one, I'm going into this fight rooting for Boo. Yes. Like, actively rooting for him to win and expecting him not to. Those those two things in of itself are, mm-hmm. you know, different because he's been whooping ass like the entire arc. Yeah, yes. And, yeah, and then, you know, for the outcome of him eating him, like, I was like, whoa, okay, I guess that happens. It's not like he used his own, like he used his own cookie bean. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he outsmarted Boo, which probably isn't hard to do, but... <laughs> this, this one seems to have a lot more of his faculties together. Yeah. Yeah, then the whole transformation into sexy Boo, like... <laughs> it's funny, because, like, 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 these, all these Boos do have, like, like fan names. Like, like they're, it's all generally Majin Boo, but, like, you know, you have, like, Fat Boo... Uh, skinny Boo or Evil Boo, and like this, this final form is like called Super Boo. But you know they're they're all fan names. But yeah, let's call him Sexy Boo. Why not? <laughs> this, is, this is Super Boo. Which one's Skinny Boo? Skinny Boo was was the old corpse looking one, and Su- Super Boo is like the final one we see in these episodes. Oh, like okay, the, okay. the one, the, the pink one, like the pink thin one. Yeah, but, John um, Cena Boo. <laughs> I like Sexy Boo just fine. <laughs> is he shirtless? Yeah, he's, he's like ripped, shirtless, like cracks his neck. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I, I love that part. I, like from the moment that that evil boot, whatever the whatever the hell, like like, like like the skinny boot eats the candy boo, <laughs> and he like laughs, but but the, but the scene, like, he, like he has a demented look on his face, and then like he like, out of the smoke you see, uh, super boo, sexy boo. And he screams. It's like it's, it's really random. Like, 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 you don't see this happen. Like, what does this mean? Like, what the hell? And, and then he starts like just kind of giggling. And Piccolo like like himself. <laughs> this is cool. I love this episode. This is so awesome. It's really cool. Damn. Oh, that's that's why I put those pictures on the Facebook page. I was, I, I was like, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. And just like him, just like like uh. And later on, like, when he appears in front of the Z fighters, and he just kind of, like, kind of, like, I love it. This, this is what I love about this form of the boo. I love it when he tilts his neck and kind of looks at you, looks at you to the side, starts like kind of laughing because he does, he does it a lot in this form. I, I think that's really awesome. That's kind of really intimidating. Kind of like huh huh. Kind of like you know, it's almost like his neck is broken, but like he kind of just has that real, really evil smile and those those beady little eyes. I I I, I freaking. They were great. Like, what, what, what were you thinking about? Like, the different forms of Boo here. Like this one, the, the sexy one, and this corpse-looking one. <clears throat> I, they're really interesting because what we've seen so far is that they're they're each individual, individual and different. Like, you know, corpse Boo was was creepy, <laughs> but just a little bit of, of we, that we've seen of sexy Boo has been shown different. Like, he he is a combination of both. Like, initially, yeah. he seems to be just. Like a buffer version of the, the previous one, but then he hesitates with the same. Like he recognizes them and that's right. and does doesn't hurt them. Like that says a lot right there. Like okay, okay, like maybe Fat Boo was able to, to to he's in there somewhere, you know, and he and he's able to exert some control, albeit you know small. Yeah, and then like while while Skinny Boo was kind of confused, you know, looking around and may, maybe not necessarily the most. I don't know, he took action, of course, like, he killed that one guy, you know, but maybe he wasn't the most ballsy, like, you know, Sexy Boot just goes straight to the tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't like, play it whatsoever. That's how direct any villain has been, like. 
Yeah, like, he, he could sense energy. Like, which I don't think was said for, for the original movie, but, like, like he immediately, like, just, like, oh, over there. And this just, just goes in front of Piccolo's face. <laughs> oh, hell of a cliffhanger. Loved it. I love, oh, I, yeah, like, 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 best cliff- yeah, exactly. Goten and Trunks are sleeping. And, like, you know, at this moment, like, you know, for all we know, Boo is, in our, is you know, is there. And we would have rely on it's Piccolo, Krillin, and Yamcha. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> that was, that was, that was terrific. And just, like, Again, that face. Uh, no, I, I love this episode. This was this, this last one. It was, it was fan freaking tastic. And this is this is how you kind of balance. Like, okay, the, the fat boo kind of like did the whole like you know, turn the humans into, into food. They can eat them. That's kind of horrible. But like, I'm genuinely feeling terror in seeing these characters. I'm just like like, like like this is creepy. This is weird. I don't know what to expect. They're kind of scary. Like you know, they're they're violent. You know everything. Oh, dude, we we didn't even mention uh, the brutality. <laughs> Him. Oh man! <laughs> like the, the oh, like it's a little cartoon of the way like the guy kind of like expands and stuff like that. But that looked pretty violent to me. Oh boy, yeah, dude, that was yeesh. man. Oh. I, it, I, it wasn't overly like graphic. Yeah, in, in its in its depiction, like you know, you didn't see blood and trials and everything. But it's, I guess it's it's subtly graphic in that. Yeah, it's like his whole body, you know, everything is just expanding and it's. You know what's gonna happen, and it's one of those things like, like me, I'm big about like anything happening to my fingernails, anything that will like physically remind me of that, like a popping noise. Oh yeah. Gets me. So just the idea of like a balloon popping, but you know, in human form, like ugh. That was cool. <laughs> like, like it, it just like guts into his mouth and just just exp- oh boy, that that was he didn't blast him, he didn't like you know like 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 punch him to death or whatever. Like that was that was that was that was awesome. <laughs> that was that was okay. Like oh boy, like, like Toriyama. If nothing else, you know, because his, his editor, his editor doesn't give a shit. But like, he's really like just like this. Everything that comes up in his imagination, he's just throwing at the wall. And for a lot of times, it works. There are some inconsistencies in the storytelling, C sword. But like, this is, and he's he's immediately, to my mind, different than the other villains. Like like these evil forms of Boo. I mean, Fat Boo was was obviously way different. But like, they're still not falling into like the Frieza cell. I want to take over slash destroy the universe thing. Um, whether that whether that stays there, we'll still talk about a little bit later. But like, like for now, like, they're, they're just like you know, just like beings of chaos. Like I mean, I remember a past emailer compared compared Boo to Carnage, and I can definitely see that. Like he's just that insane and evil. I just uh, I can't say enough great things about this. This is really cool. Really, really cool. I think these are the most surprising episodes, just in how much I've enjoyed them. Like, yeah, me too. I agree. I'm, I, 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 I kind of vaguely remember. Okay, yeah, there's something with Mr. Satan. He turns him good again, and Boo gets angry, and that, that produces the evil Boo. But those are kind of like, like broad strokes of like the basic outlines. But when, when I saw it again, I was like, "Oh man, this 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 is legit and compelling." So I'm, I'm really happy that like it is because like <laughs> I've, I've 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 been saying it so many times I've been enjoying this, but somewhere along the lines it's gonna get bad. It's gonna get bad. It's gonna get bad. But like it's even it's gotten like better and better and like legitimately funny. So I should probably just shut up and just enjoy the show. <laughs> Why am I still talking? What? <laughs> what is it, guys? He's coming, Mountain Boo. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! 
unless he attacks one of us first. Got it? to sense energy levels has led the new Majin Buu straight to the nerve center of the Earth's defenses. <laughs> Aware of his friend's plight, Gohan struggles to remain patient, while Goku looks on helplessly at the bleak predicament facing his family and friends. Demented plans does the new Majin Buu have for the Earth's special forces? And, if given the opportunity to fuse, would Trunks and Goten have a chance against this new incarnation of wickedness? Stay tuned for more of the phenomenon on Dragon Ball Z. Ah, gosh, I'm trying to see if they... Do you have anything? Oh, one, one, one thing, one thing was weird. I thought it was a bit weird like, when, when Satan was shot in the house. At first, he, like, did the whole super speed thing. <laughs> yeah. Why can't he do that? <laughs> well, like, because I was like, did he just teleport? I was like, my thought was like, okay, maybe Goku came and got him or something. <laughs> but then he, but no. then he just, like, he appears right in front of him. So I was like, okay, he, he just moved really fast. Yes, it's, it's uh, an anime I, thing. Yeah, and I was like... Okay, has he shown to be to move that fast before? Because other characters have, so I, I bought it like pretty much instantly. But my only thought is maybe maybe it was from the perspective of the because it, it, from the shooter. So somebody who's not a martial artist maybe it seemed that fast. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, that's that's what it was. I, I think it was pretty much like an anime thing where like they're moving so fast it's hard for the guy to see, even though he just like took a step and was shot. So. <laughs> Maybe it was, a, it was it was a bit of a mistake on the on the choice of the animators, but like that legitimately like like what <laughs> at first he is like, out of nowhere, Mister Satan can teleport. Uh, literally out of literally out of nowhere. Um, okay, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think what the heck else. I mean, like, we covered all the major beats. I don't, I don't know if I have anything else. Do you? Hmm. No, I mean I think I think we saw more of the Gohan development, but I mean it, once again like th their entire. Stick this this these episodes with the same thing over and over like it's not over yet uh mm -hmm. we get more proviness from the old man uh we did get a funny scene with with goku and the kai and uh what were they up to a kabita <clears throat> yeah well like when they they pull a scooby-doo once again like goku pokes his head out of the tree the kai's above him and then you just get kabita up top like, oh yeah <laughs> did you get the monster gang <laughs> Yeah, that was like the most, you know, the most humorous scene. You just get them looking on, like, is it is it done yet? Is it over? I do like how how like lackadaisical Goku is. Like, you know, oh okay, you're you're about up. I'm gonna take a nap and then eat and then another nap. Like he's kind of like, forgotten about like you know the planet Earth, the one he's from, <laughs> that's dying. <laughs> I gotta find that funny. Yeah, Go Goku is just completely irrelevant. He's like ah, irreverent. He sure does protect the planet in all life. <laughs> oh yeah, he's dead, so he really can't do much. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... I don't really... I don't really uh, see much. The only thing I remember... And I think they've been from the earlier episodes, like, in the filler of... 
Goten and Trunks getting banished up by Chi-Chi and Bulma, <laughs> which I kind of like the idea that like like when they're unfused, they they retain the damage that Gotenks gets. So, and like uh, Chi-Chi was spanking Goten, who had a bandage on his butt. So like I guess I guess Gotenks gets Goten's ass, <laughs> which was kicked. Like, that kind of made me laugh. But um, um, other than that, the, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it in terms of the covers. Like you know, Boo's in front of the, the tower, and they all are really fucked. <laughs> they really are. There's no way out of this. Uh, anything else you have? Uh, you know, I can't think of anything. I mean, I pretty much agree with you in that, yeah, all of it is really, all of it's pretty good on these episodes. I can't, I can't knock most, many, most anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, one final thing is that, like, just the book, uh, the, that Satan was reading, A Dog of Flanders, which is a, uh, uh, Wikipedia tells me an 1874 novel by English author uh, Marie Louise de la Reme, uh, published with her pseudonym Oida, is about a Flemish boy named Nello and their titular dog Patrice. Excellent. So that's that's so this is a bit of a literary lesson that Toriyama's putting in there, which apparently is a story that's famous in Japan, but I didn't know that. Okay, enough of that. Um, for next time, because I actually have this uh, schedule readily on the on the Lipson page. Um, for October, be on the lookout for DBZ episodes 256 through 252, 262. Um, 6, 7, 8, 9, 60, 1, 2, 2, 7 episodes. I had to count that out because I'm stupid. Um, and I'll put on any manga chapters later on in the month. For the month of October, DBZ episodes 256 through 262. So, um, that was awesome. Uh, Jesse, any, any last thoughts before we leave for the month of, uh, September? Don't interrupt my reading time. <laughs> I want to interrupt my reading time. Uh, sweetness. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, so for the month of September in the year 2014, you've been watching, or I guess listening, the next submission of DBC Podcast. We will see you guys in the month of Halloween. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.listen.com or write in for emails at dbznextdimension at hotmail.com. If you like what we're doing, please send us feedback at iTunes or like us on Facebook. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Kai are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama.
Okay. Okay, Mom. <clears throat> Did you hear what she said? Uh, yeah. You both should listen to your mothers. No fighter that has ever won a victory did so using his fists alone. All battles are won before they are even fought, and do you know how? By planning. That's right. So you're saying that my dad just didn't plan enough? Then I run off and do the same thing! That's the last time. From now on, I'm doing it right. I have to be smart to win. A smarter fighter than my dad ever was! That's my trunks. <gasps> you are both amazing young men. <sighs> Through each of your bodies, flows the blood of a warrior who brought truth to impossibility. You two will do the same. <laughs>